0: Hey, everybody. Jesse here from Flyers Alley and Old C Sports Network telling you guys to go try the iLily app. iLily.co. You want to record some things, you get 15 seconds to record your thoughts. If you're in a press box, you get to do that basically audio live tweeting. It's a great, great app. If you have Google Play Store for Androids or just an app store for your Apple iPhones, go download it. Check it out. You can put it anywhere you want. Share it to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Do what you want. We all use it in Alley. We all use it in Old Sea Sports Network. You guys should too. Hey, everybody. Jesse here again from Flyers Alley and Old Sea Sports Network. We got a great new sponsor in guru Custom Clothing. Our guy Colin Movie over there is making great, great products. He's hooking up the Admiral with a new Admiral Flyers Alley jersey. Go to www.lugaru.co. Pick out your custom-made jersey. Great price. Top-of-the-line product. Tell them that the Admiral sent you. Get a great price.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of John Street Hockey. I, of course, am the mayor of John Street, Sean Campbell, joined by my buddy, Kevin Curly McHugh. Kevin, how you doing, buddy?
2: Doing great tonight. Feel great. Uh, It is a special episode of John Street Hockey, as I'm sure you'll get to in just a second, if you want to fill the fans in.
1: Uh, Very special. So, everybody... um, if you're listening to this, you may notice that we're on a few new locations with tonight's live stream. That is because John Street Hockey has proudly joined Old City Sports Network. That's uh, www.oldcitysports.com. Um, so, yeah, uh, guys, we're on Old City Sports now. We're on OCSN. Um, shout out to Jesse Bell for bringing us on. Um greatly appreciate the opportunity i think this is going to be a phenomenal partnership um so you can find all of our shows now on the flyers alley um facebook page you can find us on the old city sports network pages as well um and this will be broadcast in audio form as well on the flyers alley um feed wherever you get your podcasts so let's lead it off here um First, got to say, if you're in the Tri-State area and you need a little bit of work done, make sure you go to com. Give our old buddy Frankie the Animal ByAllows a call. He's the best in the biz. Whether you need steps done, um, any kind of masonry work, Frank the Animal is your guy. Check him out, ByAllowsConcrete.com. So we're going to throw it over to our Alley Talk segment. We're going to lead it off here. Um, And, of course, Alley Talk is brought to you by... Body Check Wellness at www.bodycheckwellness.com. Use our promo code OCS for 25% off all your CBD needs. Uh, Achy joints, busted up knees, busted knucks, they got you covered. All your CBD wellness needs. Body Check Wellness. Kev, we're going to dive into the alley talk here. First things first, Flyers lose to the Penguins. It hurts my soul, Kev.
2: Well, you know what? I used to get really excited for Flyers-Penguins games, and obviously the way this year has gone. The Penguins have actually found themselves sitting first in the division, uh, believe it or not, with all the injuries they've had. Uh, They they beat the Flyers 5-4 in in overtime. Flyers give up a a two-goal lead. Uh, They did score first uh, from Claude Giroux, and then in uh, typical Flyers fashion, they give up the game-tying goal 28 seconds later. Uh, Dominic Simone scores to make it 1-1. They found themselves trailing after... After one period, 2-1. to one, uh, Actually came back and, and took the lead 4-2. to two, Goals by Giroux, Lawton, Sealer, and Braun in the game. Uh, and then, you know, they, they, they give up the two-goal lead. Uh, pretty disappointing. It would have been uh, a nice boost to the team, I think, to get a victory over the Penguins, our hated rivals. Sidney uh, Crosby scored his 500th career goal in tonight's game. Shocker, he gets it against the Flyers.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely terrible, Um, just goes to show you. I mean, I I can't complain too much because the Flyers have done a half-decent job against Crosby throughout his career. Um, It's just a shame that he has to hit that milestone uh, playing the Flyers. Fortunately, it wasn't in the Wells Fargo Center, though. Um, Yeah, I mean, anytime you have a lead in the third period and then you cough it up and then it ends up going to overtime, um, if you're the team that coughed the lead up nine times out of ten, I'm – I'm not betting on you to win the game. You know what I mean? It's just, it's so hard to recapture that momentum after you cough up the lead. It's almost a guaranteed loss.
2: Well, especially when you're a team like the flyers who are in the situation that they're in you know, dealing with all the injuries. And, you know, a lot of their main NHLers who would be here regardless of injuries kind of held their own for a lot of the game. Uh, the bottom six was kind of getting pushed around and hemmed in their own zone a ton, especially the Morgan Frost line. Uh, Frost was playing on the fourth line tonight with Ratcliffe and Bunneman. Uh, a couple goals were scored with them out there. Um, with, with that loss, it's their third loss in a row. Seems like we've said that so many times this year already. Uh, they're now tied with the Devils for the fifth-worst team in the league. Uh, and it's just, uh, it was a classic Flyers loss tonight. It's the same stuff that we've been seeing all season, uh, especially with the injuries, um, not being able to get out of the defensive zone, getting hemmed in there for long periods of time.
1: Yeah. And I I think you see what one of my biggest pet peeves has been all season. And I've said it a hundred thousand times already, but I'll continue to say it. Nobody makes quick decisions with the puck everybody has to hold the puck for five to ten seconds before they make a move with it and, and you just can't do that particularly against a team that reads and reacts so well um you know that the penguins do and it, again it's just a heartbreaker to lose in over
2: time well it's you know if you if you want to and i know i've said this a thousand times as well but if you want to enjoy this season i think you need to look at it with perspective like you obviously want to beat the Penguins, but. You know, it's another loss towards potentially getting, you know, a really good young center. Uh, like I said, we're tied for fifth worst in the league. I know there's the lottery, so you never really know where you're going to end up. But uh, with the deadline coming up and having a good draft pick, I think we're in position to get and fill the hole that we have at, at a center depth, uh, especially within the organization, especially with Morgan Frost struggling uh, still. Um, I know they sent him down right after the All-Star break to maybe send him a message. Uh, they started him out in the fourth line. He hasn't looked—didn't uh, look very good in this game. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I think the way—you know, it's 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 hard to sit there, especially when there's so many games left. And, you know, Couturier is out for the rest of the year. Hayes probably won't be back either. Uh, if I had to guess, Ryan Ellis probably wouldn't be back either. so Yeah. Uh, I think you have to take silver linings in a season like this and one of them. Oh, no, I I uh,
1: agree with you on that. It's just, you know, kind of like anytime there's a new Eagle player or a new Eagle coach that comes into town and, and we say, hey, if you beat Dallas, I don't care if you lose every other game. It's the same thing with Flyers, guys. It's like, hey, lose to everybody else. I don't care, but beat the Penguins. I mean. You know, we we absolutely hate the Penguins. I absolutely hate the Penguins. And in a year like this, yeah, you, you do have to look at the silver linings. I just, for me, just a couple of wins against the Penguins, lose the rest of them, I don't care. Uh, our good friend Danny Dugan is checking in over on Facebook, says let the kids play. Uh, I couldn't agree more. That's exactly what we need to do in a season like this. The playoffs are... A foregone conclusion at this point. We're not getting there, so let the kids play. See what you have down in the minors. Get some tape out on these kids that you know maybe maybe getting traded here in the in the coming off season. Um, you know, a little bit off topic, but you did mention the center depth, and I was thinking about something earlier today. Odds are the Edmonton Oilers are going to be looking to shake things up at the end of the year. They have. A third line center at this point, who's a former former number one overall pick, hasn't quite lived up to expectations in Edmonton, while also having a new coach almost every year. What do you think about going after Ryan Nugent Hopkins in free agency?
2: Was it's not something I would be opposed to. I think at you all. could get him cheap. I think you could get given- him something
1: like, you know, three years, four and a half million.
2: I don't think it's a bad option, uh, especially considering that, you know, there isn't a ton of really good centers coming up in the free agency this year. You know, the crown jewel of free agency this year is probably going to be Johnny Goudreau, who's a winger. So if you can get Nugent Hopkins in here on a, you know, on a relatively uh, team-friendly deal, I would do it. I don't see how, how much downside there is. Like I said, I don't think there's, you know, the center depth in the organization isn't really that great, so... If anything, it would maybe just push push Morgan Frost a little harder if you want to continue to try to get something out of him. That, like, okay, now they're bringing in a guy, you know, that I'm going on because he he's probably going to finish out the year for the Flyers. So he finished out the rest of the year. He's got a decent amount of games under his belt.
1: It could push Frost to the wing. You know, may, maybe he would do a little better at the NHL level if uh, some of the responsibility of the center position was taken off of him. I don't know. Just something I was thinking about earlier while I was in the car. Um, speaking of centers, speaking of free agents, uh, there was closure root press conference yesterday, uh, actually earlier today. Um, so what are your initial thoughts on the press conference?
2: Well, G isn't the most, you know colorful personality when he's giving press conferences. He kept it pretty simple. Oh, never said Said all the right stuff, you know. He's proud to have been a flyer for the last 14 years when you put on that jersey and you wear that crest and means something. Uh, he also said that he needs to sit down with Chuck Fletcher and that they have a lot to talk about. Uh, I think I read somewhere earlier today that they had given Drew's agent to talk to other teams. Uh, and from and from the press conference it, it it didn't seem like a goodbye press conference but you kind of get that vibe that like you know he's on the way he's on the way out and i'm sure he's given them teams that you know he's preferred to go to by now
1: yeah and, and you know you start thinking about possible destinations for Giroux. and I, and i know we've talked about this before but you know my short list is is really Colorado the Wild um, and uh I was talking to the Admiral earlier today. He mentioned um, possibly St. Louis, and I hadn't really thought about that. But you think about the connection there with Craig Berube, um, somebody who is well-respected by everybody that he's ever played for. It's a team that's had some success over recent years. And I think if the money isn't there um, for the Wild or for Colorado, I think that's a, a possible landing spot for him. I think the big thing comes down to how much salary the Flyers are willing to retain um, on this move here.
2: Well, especially if they move into Colorado, they're going to have to retain maybe, you know, half his salary. Uh, well, the other question is, is Colorado, you know, Alex Newhook, I know we've, we've talked about him. He's a young center. He's played about 30 games for Colorado this year. Um, he's a young center that you could bring in here and could potentially make the lineup, you know, full time next year. Uh, and then if, like I said, if Colorado's not really willing to move on from from him, or if they're not make, able to make the the money work, uh, Minnesota is a really good option. Uh, Mark Rossi is another young center from uh, from Minnesota who I think would be a good option that you can bring in for maybe you know deal him for a second, and and Rossi or even Saint Louis. Rob Thomas is a really good young center uh, from Saint Louis who's a good prospect there. So. I think there are
1: they have not wanted to move off of Rob Thomas, though. I, I know that they've received plenty of calls on him. And everything that I've heard is that they do not want to move on from Thomas.
2: Yeah, it's a pretty similar situation to Colorado, right? They really don't want to move on from Newhook. But at the same time, the Flyers, See, I think Colorado would be more willing.
1: Bit. I think Colorado would be more willing, though, don't you? I mean, it's it's yes. pretty much copper bust at this point with them. Yes,
2: that yeah, that I agree with. Uh, they could be more willing because they are in more of like you know we can really go win this thing this year. Uh, Minnesota, you know, m- may still be uh, a little bit of ways, um, and then like you said with St. Louis, he has that Craig Baruby connection. So,
1: plus think- Shen's still playing over there.
2: You still have Shen. He could play with Tarasenko, you know. So there is some chemistry there. I we think Tarasenko
1: would be a great fit with Claude Giroux. That's the goal scorer that G's been looking for his entire career.
2: Well, yeah, well, we were excited, you know, preseason when there were rumors flying about, you know, possibly bringing Tarasenko here.
1: Yeah, you know, those rumors started to heat up, too, when the Flyers were doing well early on in the season, too. They started to heat back up again. Um, obviously, we're out of it now, and, uh, you know, hindsight twenty twenty. But, um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think that would be a, a phenomenal pairing. I, the St. Louis thing's really starting to kind of make sense. You just gotta wonder though, they're in that really tough Pacific division. And, you know, is he gonna want to go somewhere where, yeah, you're probably gonna make the playoffs, but you got a tough road ahead. Um, you know, at least with Colorado, not to say that they have an easy path. I mean, the NHL playoffs are the most entertaining playoffs for a reason, right? They're the they're the hardest playoffs. And they're the playoffs where you know that, you know, nothing's guaranteed and and anything can happen on any given night in the NHL playoffs. But I feel like Colorado would have a a slightly easier path to a cup. And at this point, you know he's chasing rings.
2: Yes, and also Colorado is kind of in the same spot that Tampa was in right before they won their first cup, where they were always going into the playoffs as the one seed. And getting upset in the first round by teams like the Blue Jackets, um, so I think this, you know, I I, I I think that Colorado is probably in a very similar situation to them. So, you know, Joe Sakic tends to be a very patient general manager, so I can see this going down to not maybe not necessarily the the day of the deadline, but pretty close to it.
1: Yeah, I think I think Sakic's a guy that's gonna that's going to try and, and wait other teams out and, and really get all of the offers in front of him before he makes a decision. He's very calculated. He's built that team up to where it is, you know, for a reason, obviously with a few misses in there. But, um, you know, at this point, again, it, it's cup or bust for them. And I think, um, you know, ultimately whatever move they make, they're going to want to be 100% sure that it puts them closer to winning a cup. And, and I do think Giroud fits the bill for that as well. Um, yeah. so, uh, you got anything else on, yeah, I think,
2: I, th- I think, uh, I think both teams, you know, if you're talking about the Flyers and Colorado, who seems to be the team most talked about when it comes to trading Drew, uh, you know, both teams could also just be kind of, you know, seeing how the market plays out, seeing how some other trade goes down and letting the market set itself. You've already seen, you know, players like Tyler Toffoli just got traded to the, the, to the flames from the Canadian. So people are starting to move and, uh, you know, I, it's only a matter of time
1: i think that uh i think that a foley trade is going to be huge for uh for calgary yeah. who now sits at first place in their division which is crazy i mean and you think about it the the only real threat in that division for a little bit here was edmonton and you know their struggle and they just fired um they just fired dave tippett
2: yeah talk about disappointment right like you sit and you hope and you pray that your franchise ends up with two players like Connor McDavid and, uh, Leon Dreisaitl. But you know what, in hockey, j- just because you have those players, doesn't mean that you're going to have success. You know, they're, they don't play great defense. Their goaltending has been an issue for years. And, you know, they're under a lot of pressure right now. They're a very big disappointment this season.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny They in the off season here, and I kind of wonder if this has something to do with why Dave Tippett was fired. Um, rather than giving the money to uh, to the goaltender that went to Calgary, they decided instead to opt for Zach Hyman um, after they missed out on him. And, and now it's like, you know, they're still sitting there with the same old problems it's goaltending. And when you have straight and and McDavid, who are two guys that want to play so hard in the offensive zone, it, they're exhorting, you know, 80, 90% of their effort on the offensive end. And, and, and that's why they have to win these games, you know, s- fucking six to three or whatever. You know what I mean? I, I, they're just missing team defense. And you see that Oiltown chews up these head coaches. And, and at this point, they've tried every different coach in the book and it's just, it's just nothing is working. I, I think they're going to be looking to shake some things up here.
2: Yeah. And their elite power play is, you know, one part of you know, having to score those six goals when you have dry side McDavid out there and you know, their power play is a big reason for the, you know, keeping them in games.
1: Absolutely. Uh, speaking of elite power plays, let's go down the well and talk about our segment, uh, with the capitals. And the segment of down the well is brought to you by the IceWorks complex in Aston PA. Uh, you want somewhere to go skating? you want to get some, uh, learn to skate programs going. Just looking for a good time. Head on down to Iceworks and Aston, PA. Uh, make sure you pop on out in March when the Flyers play the Ottawa Senators. Um, I will be there alongside the Admiral Jesse Bell, breaking down the game. Uh, should be a great time. Make sure you pop out if you're in the area, you're not doing anything. So, Thursday, we have the Capitals at home. You mentioned an elite power play. And, of course, when you mention power play, the first thing that comes to mind most times is that OV one timer at the top of the circle.
2: I don't think it gets more classic than that. You could change the NHL logo to OV stance at the top of the circle.
1: Legitimately, it's 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 crazy. You know, you think like you think about people that strip to see. You're late. We already talked, Giroux.
2: Well, they'll have no <laughs> choice once he's gone. Someone will have to get it.
1: Absolutely, I think it's. Uh... It's kind of interesting, you know. You, you kind of wonder who's going to take that C. Um, but yeah, so we're taking down the Capitals, and uh, you know, it's another elite power play. It's a team that uh, that's been playing really well this season. Um, not particularly towards the top of the towards the top, but they are playing well enough. Uh, certainly better than the Flyers. And um, you know, I'm I'm really. Uh, I'm really just going to be looking at some of the young studs in this game. Hopefully, uh, Isaac Ratcliffe can stay out of the box, something he couldn't do against the Penguins.
2: Yeah, uh, you're looking for for Ratcliffe to play his physical style of uh, of hockey, especially if he's out there against Tom Wilson, uh, especially with, I, th- I believe, Bristol Linen is, is going to be missing some games coming up here. Uh, so that's a, a big physical presence out of your lineup. Um, I'd like to see something out of Frost. I know he's still young, and I listen. I'm one. I'm, I'm not one of those guys who thinks he's a bust already. I'm obviously willing to wait on him, but you know he's getting his fair share of time. You'd like to see him start creating something. Now, I don't think putting him on the fourth line does him any favors. So, I mean, I, I think he's got to get up there at, at the very least on the third line. They clearly don't want to tr- like trying him up on the wing with Drew or anybody else like that. So,
1: no, because I don't think they're ready to give up on the idea of him as a center yet. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're really just kind of looking for, you know, for some quality plays out of these young players at this point. Um, I think this is a game where our guy, Zach McEwen's really going to shine. Um, I think, you know, getting out there playing, playing physical against guys like Tom Wilson and, you know, Ovechkin for as skilled as he is, he's a pretty physical guy as well. Um, I I, I'm really interested to kind of see some of those matchups because this this is, there's going to be a couple of really physical guys on the ice and, uh, you know god knows i love my physical hockey
2: yeah well washington it washington is one of those older bigger teams they've always been a, a little bit uh, more physical than a lot of other teams i think that's you know some of the problems that we've run into especially last year and this year with them um listen you'd like to see more kids. see that it's like Let the kids play, but one of the problems is, like, the kids that you really want to see play aren't available to come up, like the Forsters and, you know, the Wisdoms, and I don't think Zamola's ready yet, and, uh, you know. See, I beg to differ there. I think Zamola
1: should be getting some NHL minutes right now. I think York should be getting some NHL minutes. Unfortunately, he's injured right now.
2: Yeah, that is unfortunate, because there's no doubt that he would be in the lineup, because he was holding his own... Uh, I don't a, understand why
1: the they sent replace. him down, though. I don't understand why they sent him down.
2: Yeah, him and Frost. Well, when when they first sent Frost down, they had brought Broussard back for his first game. So Broussard had replaced... And then he
1: re-injured himself.
2: Frost, yeah.
1: No, I think the medical staff's going to be under fire on this one. Um... So anything particular you're looking for out of this game, other than looking at the, uh, the young guys playing um, something you kind of expect uh, any predictions.
2: Um, If I had to make a prediction on the, on, on the score of the game, I'd say, you know, if I'm being generous, I'd say three, three, two or four, three. Uh, If the flyers can capitalize on, on their power play, which they haven't done much of all year, they could keep themselves in it. Um, I'm really just, I'm also looking for Giroud to, you know, keep playing well and continue to up his trade value. You know, if he keeps producing points, you know, it, it can only make his value go up.
1: So I think his value kind of is what it is at this point.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I feel like the closer he produces to a point per game, maybe you could get a first instead of a second for him.
1: Yeah, see, the the other thing is, though, like in, in a lot of the trade scenarios, at least that you've laid out, um, they're bringing back a young prospect. I don't know if a guy...
2: You're more likely to get the second you're gonna, if you're also getting the prospects.
1: That That's kind of my point. I, I think it's a second or a third rounder if you're getting a, a quality prospect, especially considering Giroux a UFA at the end of the year.
2: Yeah, I think it depends on where he goes. A team like Colorado... Well, honestly, Colorado doesn't even have a first-round pick this year, so... Um, if the Flyers were, were maybe willing to wait till next year, too bad they can't. T- from Greg Montour, too bad they can't trade Jones and bring Sandstrom up to play more. Now, I think they have been shopping Jones. I think Edmonton is actually a team that's been interested in Jones. You know, I, don't I don't know why. Get, I don't see them getting any more for, than like a fourth or fifth round pick for him.
1: Honestly, I kind of value him at like a sixth or a seventh rounder. He's just, he's played terrible this year. He's been Swiss cheese back there. Started off the year hot, but he's cooled way down since. And I highly doubt that Martin Jones is the answer to the goaltending woes in Edmonton.
2: Yeah, no, definitely not. But, you know, we know all too well how goaltending carousels can go. You know, you're constantly bringing guys in, uh, guys like Martin Jones, you know, like that's just that that's the spot where Edmonton finds itself. You know, we've been there for a long time until Carter Hart came along.
1: Honestly, I'd say look for Jones to go to uh to go to Boston.
2: Are they having goaltender issues over there?
1: Well, Tu Rask um came back yeah, on a retired, professional right? tryout and then he t- and then he retired. I mean, they had two guys going into the year in um, in Allmark and um what the hell Sw- Sw- is Swayman. Swayman. And obviously, they're not sold on on uh, Swayman at this point. So, you know, you, you got to think that they're going to be in the market. They're going to be a playoff team. So, um, I think it'd be a low risk move for them. Um, but getting back into the game against the Capitals, um, I'm I'm looking for it to be a, a relatively high scoring game. Uh, so, if you're gambling out there, look for the over to hit. Um, and another bet that I always love when whenever the Capitals are on just bet Ovi to score nine times out of 10. It's a layup bet. Um, so just, you know, I'm, I'm really going to be rooting more for my gambling picks in this game. Um, and, and again, you know, just kind of look for the young studs and, and see what they're bringing to the table. And um, you know, again, I'm expecting a, a pretty physical hockey game.
2: Yeah, At the very least we deserve that, right? We We deserve some fun physical hockey. If you're, you know, going to be out there getting pushed around. Absolutely. Um, so
1: I say we should throw it over to a relatively new segment. Um, our butte of the week, not that there's been much hockey played since, but of course, brute, Bre- uh, Beaut of the week is brought to you by Sterling pig brewery, uh, Sterling pig brewery. They have a spot out in media PA, um, delicious food in there, beer, merchandise, whatever you want. They got it out there. Um, the Admiral tells me the Snuffler IPA is one of the best beers that he's ever had. So if you're out there, make sure you try that. Um, and all the other fine beverages that they have to offer, Sterling Pig Brewery in Media PA. Um, Kev, I'll throw it to you. Who do you got for your uh, beauty of the week?
2: So wait, am I picking someone who from here, from like a week from now or over the past week? Past week. Over the past week? Uh, I'm going to go with Scott Lawton. I think Scott Lawton has played really well. He scored a a few goals. Uh, He scored an unassisted goal last night against the Penguins. Um, The the line of him, Konechny, and JVR uh, played really well yesterday. We're really flying up the ice and moving the puck well, keeping the puck uh, in the offensive zone. Uh, So for me, it's Scott Lawton.
1: Yeah, I think Lawton has been a a pretty layup pick. Um, I had him earlier in the week uh, when I was on Flyers Alley. So I, I don't know if I'm gonna go there again, uh, but it's kind of hard to pick against them, right? Um, but honestly, I gotta go Giroux. Um, he's still producing. I feel like he's kind of riding that high coming off of the uh, coming off of the All Star game. Uh, he had a pretty solid game against the Penguins. So I'm gonna go with uh, Claude Giroux as my Beaut of the Week, uh, especially because we don't know how many more weeks we're gonna get to pick Giroux as our Beaut of the Week. So,
2: Amen. Y- uh, you know, you know that I'm a big fan of that pick.
1: Absolutely. Um, so guess we'll throw it on over to uh, final thoughts.
2: My final thoughts on the flyers. Um, I mean, I don't know how many times I can say it. It's just finding the silver linings, you know, as a fan, in a season where you're struggling and you're looking for something that you can hang your hat on and be positive about because there isn't a ton of things to be positive about. Um, The potential for us to get some nice young players is there at the deadline, at the draft, and through free agency. So the the hard retool is possible. It can happen. It's happened before. It's happened with the Flyers before in the 06-07 season. Now, whether or not they're able to go out and actually get the right players we'll see. And Chuck and Dave Scott will be judged on that. So that's kind of my final thoughts right there. Just, you know, better days are coming. Cause it can't get much worse than this.
1: Um, yeah. So my final thoughts are, um, look for some interesting moves in the general, uh, in the general manager department, um, in the next year and a half to two seasons, I think, um, you know, with Danny Breer being brought in as the, uh, quote special assistant to the general manager uh, which is another one of the made-up titles that they use to bring people in so they don't lose them in the organization right um look for some interesting moves coming forward um i, I said this the other day as well i i got a weird feeling that paul holmgren's getting ready to retire they just had the uh, obviously the hall of fame ceremony earlier this season um they're bringing in danny briere guy who's been garnering some attention as far as the uh you know, general manager positions in the league um, turned down the position with the Montreal Canadiens. Um, so, so look for maybe in the next year or two for Chuck Fletcher to move up to team president and Danny Briere to general manager.
2: I don't know if we talked about the Briere thing since it happened. How do you feel about him being the assistant GM? I know a lot of a, a lot of people are kind of sour on bringing back former players at the moment. So what are your thoughts on it?
1: So my, my thoughts on it are that I think he can do some good. I think he's going to do a solid job at identifying talent. Um, so far, he's been t- he's been touted as one of the you know hot up and coming general managers. Um, everything that I've heard is he's very collaborative, the exact opposite of Ron Hextall. Um, I think he's somebody that will listen to and lean on his scouts, and I, I think that's something that's been missing in the in the Flyers um, front office for a long time now.
2: Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's so, it's, you know, as much just, you know, being tired of them bringing back former players. It's bringing back the right former players. And I, and I have a, a very good feeling and a very good vibe around it, uh, around Briere.
1: Absolutely. Um, so want to implore everybody, make sure that you follow all of our social medias. That's facebook.com slash John Street Hockey. On Twitter at John ST Hockey. That's at John Street Hockey, John ST Hockey. Um, you can now find us on www.OldCitySports.com. Once again, huge thank you to everybody at Old City Sports Network for having us. Look forward to this partnership moving forward. Um, be sure to check out all the other wonderful shows over on Old City Sports. We're out. Bye, everyone.
0: Hey guys, Jesse from Flyers Alley. I'm here to tell you to head on over to www.bodycheckwellness.com and use our promo code OCS in all caps to save 25% on your hemp-derived CBD oils, functional mushroom blends, and edibles for you and your doggos. We all love Body Check Wellness in the alley. You guys will, too. Hey, everybody. Jesse here from Flyers Alley and OC Sports Network. Want to rep our new sponsor, Sterling Pig Brewery out of Media, Pennsylvania. Right now, I am drinking the Snuffler IPA, literally their flagship easy-drinking IPA with hoppy notes and citrus and tropical fruit. Let me tell you something, this thing goes down smooth. It's great for a pound session, and it's great for a good Flyers game. Guys, go to www.sterlingpig.com. Go into the store, pick up some of their merch, pick up some of their beers, have a great night.